Praise God. This is Pastor Emmanuel Odedei, and it's my joy to welcome you to this podcast. As you listen and apply yourself to the Word of God, we commend you to God and to the Word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So feel free to listen again and again until your faith comes alive. You shall testify. Thank you and God bless you as you listen and apply yourself to the word. Amen. Amen. The prophetic focus for this month of July remains financial fortune is my heritage in Christ. Can you personalize it and say it with me? Financial fortune is my heritage in Christ. And our scripture has been from Isaiah 51, from verse 1 to 3. Verse 2 specifically makes it clear that God called Abraham alone, blessed him, increased him. And what God is saying that after the same order of Abraham, as according to Galatians 3 and verse 29, Galatians 3 and verse 29, that if we belong to Christ, then we are also Abraham's seed, and then heirs according to the promise. So, the promise that God made to Abraham, we also have right to it. That's why he said financial fortune is my heritage in Christ after the order of Abraham. And I pray that before this month is fully over, God of heaven will have made you a financial wonder in the name of Jesus. I say God of this great commission will make you a financial wonder to yourself in the name of Jesus. Our teaching series, which we continue tonight, is captioned Understanding the Fundamentals of Kingdom Wealth. Understanding the Fundamentals of Kingdom Wealth. And it's important for us to know this is part three. We've been looking at this since the month began, from the week of emphasis to last week, and this is the part three of that teaching series. Uh, someone may be asking, before we go any further, why are we talking about full recovery? Why are we talking about full recovery? And we're talking about kingdom wealth. Isaiah 42 and verse 22. Isaiah 42 and verse 22. The Bible makes it clear. It says, this is a people that are spoiled and robbed. It said, they are all of them sneered in holes. And they are hid in prison houses. Just like the lockdown that just finished, he said, and they are for a prey, non-delivering, for a spoil, and none say it restore. Until you say restore, there will be no restoration. Until you say, Lord, I recover, there will be no recovery. And so tonight, the reason for recovery is because there is a thief out there. His name is the devil, the wicked one. John chapter 10 and verse 10, Jesus made it clear. The thief cometh not except to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That is the ministry of the devil. He kills, he steals, he destroys. But he said, I've come that you might have life and have it how? More abundantly. So we are talking about restoration because there are certain things that the enemy has stolen from some people. Sometimes, months, weeks have been stolen for some people. In fact, perhaps there are people under the sound of my voice who have said, maybe by now, certain things should have happened. You had a testimony. We received that testimony just last weekend 
one of us who came here the first Sunday of this year. And she came with her family. They've been believing God for their, you know, immigration to Canada. They've submitted application since September. January this year she came. And she was admonished to join the 21 days of fasting and prayer. And God fast forwarded her destiny. The same month, just two or three weeks after, before the end of January, got the visa, got there, got the resident permit. And, you know, she spoke to me just like we said, God has turned their life around. Everything is working for their good. And, and they said, thank God that it happened before the lockdown. Because it would have been impossible. And God had a plan for them to go there. So what are we saying? The enemy steals time from people. There are things that you would have thought you have happened by now, but the enemy might have said, no, not, not now. Joel chapter 2 and verse 25. And that's why God says, I will restore the years that the locust has eaten. I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice. Whatever time you have lost, there shall be full recovery tonight. In the name of Jesus. You have said by age of 25, you would have gotten married. Now you are 35. And it's not looking as if anything is happening. I decree full recovery of time in the name of Jesus. The people have lost their health. You used to be very healthy. Why are we talking about recovery? It is because there are certain things that have been lost. There are certain things that the enemy has stolen. But tonight, the enemy must vomit everything that he has stolen. In the name of Jesus. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 31. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 21, 31. The Bible speaking there. He said, nobody despises a thief from verse 30 when he steals to satisfy his thirst or his hunger. But if he be found, <laughs> the devil has been found tonight, he will restore sevenfold and he shall give every of his substance to restore. I pray for you. Minimum sevenfold in the name of Jesus that God will accelerate your progress. In the remaining half of this year, God will accelerate your progress. In the name of Jesus. The God of this commission will surprise you. In the name of Jesus. But it is important for us to know that this recovery will not be complete without access to kingdom wealth. Why? Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 19. The Bible says, money answers how many things all things money answers all things so we're talking about recovery for instance somebody who has lost a job you you need a higher pay so god is saying you need access to kingdom wealth for this recovery to be complete and that's why we'll continue from where we have stopped certain truths about kingdom wealth that we must know number one is that it is god's will for us to enjoy prosperity. God's will for you is prosperity. Third John and verse 2. As a child of God, you must get to the point where beyond all doubt, you know God wants you to prosper. When you are experiencing lack and want in any area of your life, never come to a point where you think God is just using it to teach you lesson. No, you don't teach your, your, your child lesson with poverty. No! We saw even the prodigal son that squandered everything. When he returned, the father restored him. So God is not using poverty to teach you lesson. No. God's will for you is to prosper. 
and be in health even as your soul prospers. Shout hallelujah. So God is making it clear that it is his will for you and I to prosper. So settle that in your heart. Remember we are talking about the fundamentals of kingdom wealth. Fundamentals. These are the, the nitty gritty. These are the building blocks of enjoying kingdom wealth. It is God's will for you. Say with me, it is God's will for me to prosper. Say one more time, say it is God's will for me to prosper. And because it's his will, you will prosper in Jesus' name. Number two truth that we must know is that giving God the first place in our financial stewardship is what makes us flourish in hard times. For you to flourish in hard times, you must be willing to give God the first place in your financial stewardship. No, God wants, doesn't want the last. He wants the first place. He wants the first place. That's why Elijah said to the widow of Zarephath, make for me first. First Kings chapter 17, verse 13. Make for me first. He wants the first place, not the last. He wants the first place, not the last. Make a little cake for me first. And then you can make for yourself and your son. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 5, we were told about the Macedonian church that even in the great trial of affliction, in their poverty, the Bible says they were still liberal. But he said, this they did, not as we hope or expected, but first gave of their own self to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Before you can really be able to give of your substance, you must first give yourself. Give yourself to God. Give God the first place in your life. And then whatever resources in your hand will not be a challenge to release to him. So we must be willing to give God the first place in our financial stewardship so that we can flourish in our times. I pray for you, no matter how many people are struggling, God of heaven will cause you to flourish in the name of Jesus Christ. Another kingdom truth we must know is that serving the interest of the kingdom of God is a vital key to covenant will. Serving the interest of the kingdom of God is a vital key to covenant will. We've, we've been dealing with this in our Sunday services that if God cannot find you trustworthy, he won't put the resources in your hand. If you will not use it to advance his kingdom, he will not be able to entrust these true riches into your hand. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24. The Bible makes it clear. You cannot serve two masters. You will either hate one and love the other. Or else you will hold on to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Mammon there means money. You either hold on to God. Or you hold on to money. You cannot serve God and money at the same time. And those who refuse to serve God end up serving their resources. And that's why you see some people, their money has become their God. And they, because of that, their sorrow is multiplying on a daily basis. Psalm 16 and verse 4. Listen, the beauty of money is for you to own it, not for money to own you. There are people, their money has owned them. And they have become the slave to money. Look at what the Bible says. The sorrow of them will be multiplied that hasting after another God, including the God of money called Mammon. Their drink offering 
of blood will I not offer, nor even take up their names into my lips. Some own money. Some money has owned them. And so because of that, they do only what, the money, what their money pushes them to do. And things that don't please God. I said this recently. There are people, the reason why they are not prospering is because God knows that if he releases them beyond the level they are now, they will marry a second wife. They will backslide. They won't seek after God anymore. So he limits their progress. So serving God and the interests of the kingdom is a vital key to covenant wealth. If God knows you will use it to serve him, then he can entrust it into your hand. I pray for somebody here. The mercy of God will prevail in the name of Jesus. And very quickly tonight as we continue, it's important also for us to know that as giving being the anchor channel through which we prosper, it is not all giving that brings about bountiful harvest. So what are the demands for guaranteed returns? For our seed soul. There are things that must be in place. Even for the seed. That you sow. For your giving. To be acceptable unto God. And bring about harvest. We look at three of them tonight. As we continue. Number one. You must sow your seed in love. You must do what? Sow in love. Sow in love. Only giving. That is motivated by love. Is the one that will be acceptable unto God. Sow your seed in love. Sow in love. Sow in love. The Bible speaking in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The scripture of love. Verse 2 and 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He said, although I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mystery and all knowledge. And I have all faith that even I can move mountain and I have not charity or love. He said, I'm nothing. Watch this verse 3. Even though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, just like we have said, be a blessing to the poor, and though I give my body even to be offered and burnt, and I have not love, it profited me nothing. So, it is not enough for you to be a giver. The motive for your giving must be love for it to be acceptable. There are many who are sowing, but because they are not sowing in love, it is not acceptable. And until it's acceptable, it cannot be rewardable. Until God accepts your seed, it can't reward. That's why Jesus even says it this way, that if you know you have ought or you have offended somebody and you have your seed in your hand, make peace first with your neighbor before you offer your seed. Because love is crucial for your seed to be acceptable. As powerful as faith is, remember Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, he said without faith it is impossible to please God. As powerful as faith is, he said he that cometh to God must believe and diligently seek him. So even our giving is one of an expression of faith in God. So you are giving to God in expectation and in hope that God will repay you or God will bless you back in return. But as that faith content of our giving is concerned, if it is not done with love, it profited nothing. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision profited anything, 
but faith which walketh by love. Giving that works by love is what will produce fruit. If you are living in unforgiveness, people have offended you, you have refused to forgive them. And you are even offended in God. There is no point given because it will not attract commensurate to return. I pray for somebody. Grace to let go and let God receive it tonight in the name of Jesus. So your sowing must be out of love for it to guarantee returns. Number two, very quickly tonight. We must also sow as a privilege, not as a body. For guaranteed return. Remember, we are looking at these fundamental things that must be in place for your giving to be acceptable. You must sow as a privilege and not a burden. You must sow your seed that, Lord, this is a privilege I have to be able to sow this seed to you, not as a burden. Ah, God, with, with, with what you saw with this pandemic, you still take 10% of time this, this month. God, it's not fair. <laughs> God said, you better hold your seed. I'm not hungry. I have told you, Psalm 50 and verse 12, even if I happen to be hungry, you are not qualified for me to tell. If I were hungry, I will not tell you. The world is mine and the fullness thereof. So you must not see your giving to God as a burden. But what? As a privilege. Father, thank you for this privilege to sow my seed. Thank you that in spite of the scarcity in the world, I still have a seed to sow. I still have something to show. You have been good to me. When he's coming out of a heart of gratitude to God like that, God blesses it and it multiplies. Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah chapter 23. And from verse 35 all the way to 38. God made it clear to his people there. He said, Thus say ye, everyone to his neighbor, for everyone to his brother. What has the Lord answered? And what has the Lord spoken? Look at what he says, verse 36. And he says, And the burden of the Lord shall ye mention no more. That this serving God is even too much. Ah, when will we rest? Every time, they're always talking about tight offering. Why? He said, For every man's word shall be his burden. For ye have perverted the words of the living God and of the Lord of hosts, our God. Verse 37. He said, Thus said thou... He said, thus shalt thou say to the prophet, what has the Lord answered thee? And what had the Lord spoken? Verse 38. He said, but since ye say the burden of the Lord, therefore thus hear the Lord, because you say this word, the burden of the Lord, I have sent unto you saying that you not say the burden of the Lord. And he began to reel out certain negative things. But that shall not be your portion in Jesus' name. So he's saying that don't see your service, don't see your giving as a burden. I told you not to say it, but you keep saying it. You will give it eventually, but what you say before you give it has canceled the blessing. You know, you can imagine somebody, you have asked for a favor from somebody, and then what they say before they give you the favor, maybe it's money. The, the, money, the money may not even have any value again. They tell you that's how you come every time. Look at you. Look at all your mates. Hey, people are doing something. Always coming to beg for money. You know, there are people, the way they talk to you, you will say, well, please leave the money. I think I'm okay. Because 
the way and that's how many people are. They pay their tithe, but something happens. Ah, if I didn't pay this tithe, I would have used this money now. You see, ah, and I didn't want to pay this tithe. God says you are saying he's burdensome to serve. Don't say it anymore. Do it out of love. Do it, be motivated by love. And then the blessing of God will come upon it. Shout hallelujah. These are the little foxes that spoil the vine. These are the things people engage and indulge in that doesn't allow guaranteed return. But for you, all your seed will attract returns in the name of Jesus. When you give by force or you give as being not convenient and a burden, then the return is withheld. I pray for you, you will not labor in vain in the name of Jesus. Number three, very quickly, guaranteed return for our seed. We must also sow into a good ground. And this is very important that the quality of the ground where you sow also determines the kind of fruit that you have. For you to have good return, for the seed that you sow, you must sow in a good ground. Deuteronomy chapter 12 and verse 13. God speaking to his people, he said, Take heed to yourself that you don't sow your seed and offer your burnt offering in every place you see. Yes, there is a need, but don't sow everywhere you see. That's why I said, be led by the spirit. Verse 14. But he says, in the place which the Lord shall choose in one of thy tribe, there thou shalt offer thy burnt offering, and there thou shalt do all that I command. So, as important as giving is for it to attract the reward and returns, it must be sown in a good ground. You agree with me that there are certain seeds, no matter the potential in them, that will not grow in certain ground. The ground must be good for the seed to produce. So also God is saying, ensure that the ground is good. And when we talk about giving, make sure where you are sowing to, the, 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 the place also is connected to heaven's flow. Because there are people who sow their seed, and you know, you, you, even you, you know that the seed is wasted. Because of certain things that you have seen in the place where you sow. Sowing, remember, is not a way of helping God. So when you sow a seed in a place just to help the church, you have lost the seed. Because you are not qualified to help God. If God needs help, he said he won't consult you. So you are sowing it as unto the Lord, but ensure that the seed is right. Ensure that the seed is right. Because the quality of the ground is what determines what we reap back. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 23 talking about the parable of the sower. He told us it is those that receive the word in good ground is the one that hears understand and bears fruit some 60, some 100, some 30 fold. But it will not bear any fruit at all if it is not in a good ground. Because even good grounds it has different dimension of return. So ensure that any time you sow is in a good ground. Shout hallelujah. And as we begin to move on tonight, what are the enemies of covenant word? Enemies of covenant word. We move on from there. And I pray for somebody, whatever it is 
that the enemy has been using to steal your seed, there shall be restoration tonight. No more wasted labor in the name of Jesus Christ. And tonight, the enemy of covenant wealth we'll be focusing on is stealing. <laughs> yes, you heard me right. Stealing. The reason why some people will not prosper is because they want to help God by stealing from others. Ah, uh, that is one major error that cuts short the flow of blessing. Stealing. Zechariah chapter 5 and from verse 2. I'd like you to re read that scripture with me and see something interesting there. Zechariah 5 from verse 2. And he said unto me, what's yes thou? And I answered, I see a flying roll and the length of it is 20 cubits and the breadth is 10 cubits. And I see that roll flying like a carpet. It's flying everywhere. Verse 3. And he said, This is the curse that goeth forth all over the whole heart. For everyone that stealeth shall be cut off as on this side, according to it. And everyone that swear, sweareth shall be cut off as on that side, according to it. Look at this verse 4. And I will bring it forth, saith the Lord of hosts. And I shall enter into the house of the... This crow, this curse that is flying, it will enter into the house of the thief and into the house of him that sweareth falsely by my name. And it will remain inside their house and it will consume it with timber thereof and stones. There. Everything that a thief has, he said, it will the cause of God will consume everything. I pray for you, you will not be a victim of the cause of the Lord. The cause of the Lord is in the house of the thief. What is stealing? Anything that you take unjustly, without intention of returning it back or without permission of the owner, is stealing. I don't think you can get the definition that is better stealing because there's no ambiguity. Somebody may say, well, but I didn't steal it. I just took it. He, he, did they give you permission? Do you have intention of returning it back? If the answer is no, then it's an enemy to covenant where stealing has robbed many of their glorious destiny. The cause of the Lord is in the house of the thief. And can I say this very quickly tonight? What you steal is not the issue that you stole is the issue it's only one pound yes it's only two pounds yes the what a thief steals is not what makes him a thief the act of stealing is what makes a thief so both the one that stole one pound and the one that stole one million pounds is the same punishment with god so god is saying for you to be part and parcel of the end time army that i'm raising you must get rid of stealing. Stealing from your boss. Stealing from your parents. Stealing from people around you. There are people who cannot be trusted. You put money in their hand, it's gone. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the thief. I pray for you. The mercy of God will prevail in the name of Jesus. What is the solution? Be contented. Whatever level you find yourself part time, be contented with the level that you find yourself. Luke chapter 12 verse 15 says, Beware of covetousness. Beware. The, the man's life is not consistent in the abundance of things that he possesses. Beware of covetousness. 
taken, taken. That's what we talk about Solomon. He didn't stop. He took one until he took 1,000 women. Stealing, stealing. He starts small. But before you know it, he even stole, he took somebody else's, you know, wife and killed the man. Ah. So when you notice any act of stealing, the devil is the father of thieves. Restore it back to the owner. Somebody might say, well, but it's been a long time. Ask God for mercy. Do what you can to bring about restitution. And don't go back to it again. Because the curse of the Lord is in the house of the thief. Tonight, as we begin to round up, tonight is our night of recovery. So, if you are praying to God to recover you, you must not be a thief yourself. If God must restore what has been stolen, ensure that you yourself, you are not a thief. So for full recovery, number one, you must recognize that it is God's will for you to be fully recovered. 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 8. 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 8. Talking about David after they stole everything and came back and saw that everything that he ever labored for has been stolen. He asked God, should I pursue? He said, pursue. You will surely overtake and without fail, you will recover all. I pray for you tonight, you will recover everything that the enemy has stolen. So, the re that recovery is the will of God for you. God wants you to be fully recovered. Number two, for you to be fully recovered, you must be born again. You must return before you are restored. You must be born again. You must be born again. You must be born again. Romans chapter 8 and verse 23, the Bible makes it clear. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everyone. So you must be born again. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. You must be born again. So return back. You know, the Bible speaking in Job chapter 22 and verse 25. If you will return to the Almighty, then you will lay up gold as dust. So return so that he can restore you. Maybe you have been a victim of stealing. You have been a victim of certain things that you know is not right. The mercy of God will prevail for you. In the name of Jesus. Number three, for full recovery, you must first discover what has been lost. I call it discover what to recover. Without discovery, there cannot be full recovery. What has been lost, it must first be known for there to be full recovery. So, seek for revelation to know what has been stolen from you. Seek for revelation. Many need to wake up spiritually because, can I say this very quickly as we round up tonight, one of the things that makes the enemy to steal from us is spiritual slumber. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 25 he said, when men slept the enemy came and so tears and went his way. There are many who are sloppy, who are sleepy spiritually. And because of that, the enemy has stolen certain things. You can't pray anymore. You can't fast anymore. But I pray tonight, there shall be full recovery in the name of Jesus Christ. Number four, believe God for your full recovery. Believe God for your full recovery. Believe him and say, Lord, let this night be my night of full recovery. I trust you. I hope unto you. Joel chapter 2 and verse 25. I will restore the years. Do it, Lord. 
I will restore the year. Do it, Lord. And lastly, engage the mystery of the blood for double recovery. That what the enemy has stolen, I'm not just going to get it back, I'm getting double back. Revelations, you know, the Bible makes it clear there. Revelations chapter 12 and verse 11. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of their testimony. Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 11 and 12. As we round off tonight, we are going to be praying, let there be recovery. He says, for thee also, Revelations chapter 9 verse 11 and 12. By the blood of thy covenant, I have sent forth Zechariah, please. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 11 and 12. Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 11 and 12. As for thee also, he said, by the blood of thy covenant. Zechariah 9, verse 11. Zechariah 9 and verse 11. He said, turn ye as for thee also. Verse 11, please. Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 11. As for thee also, by the blood of thy covenant, I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit where there's no water. Which is what many people are going through. There's a pit where there's no water. Verse 12. He said, turn ye to your stronghold, ye prisoners of old. Even today, when we God restore, he said, today, I will render double unto you. By this communion tonight, there shall be double restoration. Lift up your voice to heaven. Appreciate him. Glorify him for what he said to do. Father, we thank you. We bless your name because you are a God of full restoration. Whatever the enemy has stolen tonight, let there be a recovery. Do what you alone can do. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. As you get your communion ready, all eyes closed and all eyes bow. You are here, connected to this service tonight. You are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Until you return, God cannot restore you. But you want to return to him tonight. Say, Jesus, have mercy. Save me. Forgive me my sins. Give me the privilege to pray for you. Lift up your right hand in front of your device and say after me, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. But you came to die for me. Forgive me. Write my name in the book of life I believe you died for me and on the third day you rose again thank you because I know I'm saved I'm born again I'm a child of God in Jesus precious name the mighty hand of God rests upon you everything about you takes a new turn whatever the enemy has stolen is hereby fully restored back to you in Jesus mighty name we have prayed Please, everyone under the sound of my voice, get your communion out. This communion tonight shall be a communion of recovery. As you partake of it, God of heaven will restore everything that the enemy has stolen. Say with me, I believe in the mystery of the body and the blood. As I partake of this, I partake of it for health and for full recovery of all that the enemy has stolen. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Your health shall be restored. Your peace shall be restored. Your joy shall be restored. Whatever the enemy has stolen is hereby restored to you.
in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Please partake of it as we give God thanks. You are Yahweh. 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 Alpha and Omega. You are Yahweh. Alpha and Omega. You are Yahweh. You are Yahweh. body you are feeling some numbness it's looking as if you're about to lose that part of your body I decree by the power that is in the blood of Jesus stroke is averted from your life health is restored life is restored in the name of Jesus someone under the sound of my voice you've been experiencing excruciating pain you don't know where it's coming from goes back to the sender. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. In the name of Jesus, whatever you have lost to the enemy, tonight, there shall be full restoration. Someone, there's a document you have been looking for. You have been looking for it because you need it to move you to your next level. I decree it found now. Just like the lost asses of Saul was found, is hereby found in the name of Jesus. Whatever you have lost, your relationship, your peace, your joy, your family, strength, everything you have lost, tonight, there is already full recovery for you. Affliction will not rise again. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. It is done. In Jesus' glorious name. Please send us your testimony. Of what God is doing in your life. We want to share in your joy. We've been receiving amazing testimony. We got another testimony in the course of this week. One of us here. Seven years immigration challenge. Terminated. Their paper was delivered just this last week. Everything just turning. I pray for somebody. You will have a testimony to share. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired to take step towards a closer walk with God and towards the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose for your life. We would like to hear from you through our various social media handles on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at WCIB UK. You can also watch our past and latest videos on YouTube by searching for Winners Chapel Birmingham UK. Till next time, remember, Jesus is love.